Welcome to Trinso. Today we have Angelica here with us. Hi. <laughs> so can you tell us about your relationship with travel? I started traveling in my, I guess, early 20s. Um, before that, we, with my family, we just travel like road trips to the beach and to um, we did a lot of I'm from Mexico City we did a lot of driving up to the border to Texas and go shopping and come back mm -hmm. um, but truly my my first experience started in my early 20s when I went with a friend to Europe and do you travel a lot since then yes I love it <laughs> <laughs> once you start you cannot uh, stop we my husband and I or I and drag him. Uh, we try to <laughs> go overseas at least every other year. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good goal to have to make a priority of it. Yep. Great. So you're here to tell us a travel story. Yes. What's it about? Um, so actually it was my first, the one that I just mentioned, my first travel story um, to Europe. I was living in Seattle as a um, student with a student visa. And my friend, uh, Mariana, who now lives in Austria, she's a opera singer. Cool. She was uh, living here in Seattle as well. And she um, won this award to go and do a workshop in Austria. And I'm like, oh, I'm coming with you. So we started <laughs> and uh, her dad lived in Spain. So we stayed with her dad in Madrid and that was great. But um, after a few days, um, it was my time to go and explore on my own because she was going to go to her workshop. So my trip was, I tried to plan it as well as I could. Back then, I guess that I didn't use that internet too much. It was the Lonely Planet books. <laughs> yeah. Um, and let's see. So I started it in Spain. We went to Barcelona. Then I think I went to Italy and everything was okay. It's hard to travel on your own when you don't know how to do that. Yeah, because it was your first time. It was my first time. And then you spent some time with her, but then you were like, I'm taking this opportunity to yep, just travel exactly. by myself. Uh, uh, yeah, another three wow. weeks. And it's so funny. I just remember that my dad got me traveler checks. Obviously, they did not work. <laughs> like, oh, this is safe. And like, yeah. it was just such a bad decision. People were not using them anymore. Uh, I remember the days of traveler checks. Right, sure. yeah, that's, that's what American you got. Express ones. That's what people told you to do. And yep. you don't know any better you until you go somewhere and you realize it's yeah, not really that was not a good. Yep. <laughs> um, so everything was going well. And then because I was traveling from the US, I didn't realize. So I had my Mexican passport and I guess my student visa from, from the US. And I never checked visas. And as a first time traveler, you do need to check which countries you are allowed to go or not. Or there's mm -hmm. um, sometimes like even on Americans, when we have gone to Asia, sometimes you need to pay for your for a visa, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to know that. And I guess I didn't. So it was fine from all these countries. But then going from Budapest to Prague, I chose to take the train via Slovakia. And it was a the last train, which was late, by the way. And I got there by myself. And I was sharing this, this what is it called? The carts, the rooms, mm -hmm. I guess, the chairs. Okay. With, um, but just this nice guys from Sweden and another couple. And 20 minutes after the train departed, of course, the um, 
And this, which is so funny because most countries, the person checking passports is the employees from the train stations, I guess. But this one was a police officer from Slovakia because mm -hmm. we had crossed, I guess, already the border and he only spoke a little bit of English, obviously German or Russian and Slovakian, I don't know. Slovakian probably. Yeah, so he starts checking passports and I give him mine and he's like, where's your visa? I'm like, I don't have a visa. And this is 10 p.m. already and I got super nervous and... So they didn't ask, they didn't check your passport before you got on the no. train at all? No, mm -mm. hmm. they never do in fact. And it was now that I think about it, I don't think that I have ever shown my passport except that one time. And it was this very scary looking officer. So he takes my passport and the people that were with me on the card, they, they were really nice. They, were, they got scared for me because they, they knew I was traveling by myself. And it was so cute. They gave me the couple, I think it was, they gave me a whistle. He like, just take it, like an emergency whistle. And I'm like, I don't know what I will do with this. And yeah. so he took my passport and then we stopped I, it was so dark, I, don't, I really don't know where we stopped, but it was, I guess, one of their ports of entry between the countries. And So he, he's making you get off the train? He's making me get off the train, and I asked him, is, like, are more people getting off? He's like, yeah, yesterday a Brazilian did the same. So I guess that people make this mistake. And it was mm -hmm. me and this, this woman from... Romania and so we got off and it was so dark in the middle of nowhere like no lights from towns in this police uh, building which was literally two rooms right and so he took my passport and we realized or he told me he's like do you speak that's that's what it was like he didn't spoke that much English I'm like no just English or Spanish so I'm like okay so he takes us to this room and then they actually took this woman and I didn't I never saw her again. She she was not there. I don't know what happened to her, but um Oh my goodness. Yeah. So he took he takes my passport and we realize or he tells me the the officer that there's no more trains going back to Budapest. So I have to sleep. I have to spend the night there because they would have put me on another train going back. But we were the last train and we were late and no more trains were going back to, to Budapest where I could take the route going Austria. Oh, interesting. So he's like, well, you know, you're staying the night. And I think that they gave me like this blanket and it was like your typical, what I see in movies, your little room with a tiny, tiny little bench. And I, I thought that I was going to cry. I thought I was going to have a meltdown, but no tears could come out of my, my eyes. And I clearly remember that I just thought, well, if they, I was going to hide my money, but I was like, why will I hide my money? Basically, if they want to murder me, rape me, that's it. Like I'm in the middle of nowhere. And I remember yeah. these tiny little windows with the bars and I'm looking out and there's like no lights. This is like in between the borders, so there's nothing. Oh, and there was another door. There was another door next to this tiny little room where they where they put me. And there was this officers with no shirts on. What? Going back and forth. Yeah, I guess it was a hot night. It was the summer. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> but um, somehow I didn't cry. <laughs> somehow I just... I even thought that I was not going to fall asleep. 
I'm like, well, I'm hugging yeah. my, my big uh, backpack. And I was able to lay down and fall asleep. In fact, they woke me up in the morning. Oh my goodness. Um, like, at, I don't know, probably the first train was like at 6 a.m. Or I woke up, something like that. But I, I clearly remember like, oh, and like it was morning. And sure enough, he gave me my passport. And he, oh, in fact, he did not give me my passport till I was on the train going back to Prague. And once I was sitting there on that train, when he handed me my passport so he took it from you so even during All the night, night yeah. if you were like oh i'm just gonna i mean let's say it was 2018 and you were like i'm gonna just grab an uber and like go back to budapest right yeah. they wouldn't even let you do that like, yeah to be honest i don't even i didn't yeah i guess i didn't say like can i catch a yeah, another taxi. mode of transportation exactly yeah no because this was the middle of like you cannot see anything and sure enough when i was coming back of course it's just the the country so i don't think that they would have even got me a taxi for that matter but yeah that's a good one yeah i mean it's kind of crazy because by taking your passport they're punishing you a little yep. bit and well right, he assured that i was not going to because then i could have said like i will sleep on the train station but it was not even a train station. It was just one of those tiny little, yeah. Yeah, like a little platform. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And that's my story. I hated it because then I had to go back to Budapest, which I have been back after that, in fact. But I hated it because there was, I felt like people were just, it was when they had, they were not part of the EU. So it was their currency. And I remember that, you know, they were overcharging. I stayed in this horrible hostel and I just hated going back to Budapest for one more day. Now I love Budapest. Yeah. Then you had to spend another night there, uh, yeah. basically reroute all of your plans, exactly. try to take a different train yep. that would let you yeah. get. But I was very proud of myself because I didn't go back. I'm like, I didn't say like, oh, screw Prague. I actually got a train and I made it to Prague and then I continued yeah. traveling. It's an important lesson in perseverance yeah. because even though that's a huge setback, like yeah. I would be super freaked out and yeah. I know plenty of travelers that would probably be like, okay, I'm done. I'm just going to go back to the us now exactly. or back to wherever they came from yeah. but to be like no i'm just gonna reroute yeah. things and yeah. continue That's yeah awesome. yeah for sure it was, it was scary but um yeah you realize that you cannot that you're powerless and there's no reason for me to freak out so that was a good lesson and i think that in those type of situations i i tend to be calm which in others i'm not <laughs> at all yeah I mean, it's it's pretty incredible that you were calm because I think that when it's strange that we still use passports, but it, it is like when you don't have a passport or someone took your passport, yeah. you feel pretty powerless while you're traveling. Oh, you're nothing when you yeah. don't have your passport. Yeah, because like without that piece of paper, you almost don't exist as a human. You do not. Which is really yeah. wild. Yeah, that if you're in another country, that only piece of, of identity that you have is your passport, really. So I will assume that if you lose it, then they have to send you your birth certificate, somebody that has access to those type of documents. Yeah. I, I really don't know what people do when they... You have to somehow get a hold of someone. Yeah, to send you home. some yeah, it's proof wild. that you exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Many years ago, I lived in Poland and I worked there. And I took a train to the border because I wanted to go to this town in the border of Poland where some of my ancestors are from. And then all my friends in Poland told me, oh, since you're going that far, you should just take the bus, go over the border and go into the Ukraine because mm -hmm. it was near the border with the Ukraine. 
So I did that. It was really cheap. It's like you take this tiny little bus from the town to the border Mm -hmm. and you walk across the border and then you take a tiny bus from the border Mm. to the city in Ukraine. And the border crossing is really wild because it's like fences everywhere. Like A, it's kind of weird to walk across the border. I think it's one of the only times I've done that. And the fences are crazy. So it feels really kind of like you're in a jail or something. Like Mm -hmm. there's barbed wire and stuff. And getting into the Ukraine from Poland is pretty easy to do, but getting back is a longer line because a lot of Ukrainians are trying to smuggle things into Poland. Mm. So like vodka and cigarettes are really cheap in the Ukraine. (laughs) And so Polish citizens or Ukrainian citizens will bring a bunch back and try to like put them, even the buses supposedly that go across the border, people will try to stuff them in the bus seats and and, like the border patrol when you take a tour bus across the border will rip up the seats because people always try to smuggle them because they're just so cheap apparently. Um, So anyway, the line is a little longer and I remember when I was coming back through to Poland, the men at the passport station took my passport to check it and I don't think they saw a lot of US passports at that time. It's, you know, mostly people living in that region. So they were like, hmm, are you really from the US? And I didn't, I spoke very little Polish and I didn't speak any Ukrainian. So it was just like, smiling you know and kind of like here's my passport and I remember at one point they kept looking at me and like trying to ask me things and I would I mean I wrote down like this is where I stayed in the Ukraine this is where I'm living in Poland but I didn't know what else they wanted and so at one point they took my passport and like walked away with it (laughs) like walked into a back room and I was like I don't know if they're ever coming back right like I don't know if I'm just gonna be at this border crossing and they were gone for like 15 or 20 minutes which isn't too long but it felt like forever when Mm -hmm. I was in that situation and I think they were just verifying it because it was around the time that the U.S. passport switched over from just like paper passports to the ones with the chips in it Mm -hmm. so I think mine was one of the later ones that still didn't have the chip Hmm. that's my guess because I still don't know what they were doing with it for 15 minutes but I'm, I'm hoping that they were just verifying that it was real but in that moment I was really nervous. I was like, maybe I'm just going to live in the Ukraine now, yeah. right? And then they just brought it back. and then <laughs> Yeah, they and then they were like, you're fine. And they let me cross, which is good. But I got really nervous, and it, it did feel really hopeless for a second of like, yeah. I'm if they take my passport, if that man literally never comes back because he just stole my passport and yeah. ran away, like, I'm screwed, yeah. right? I think that um, every time just... It's just so funny. I always get nervous when I have to go through the customs. It's um, they have a lot of power and they might not let you in and then you have to come back. And yeah, which is funny because when we were we were just traveling a few years also in Europe and we went to Andorra. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because now they don't ask you for your passport, but sure enough, it was you just drive and then you're in another country just like that. Yeah. And like, oh, we just crossed the border and nobody <laughs> asked you for anything. So it's just so funny how certain countries will be just, it depends on their politics. Yeah. Yeah, it is crazy how much of an easier time you can have if countries have that relationship yep. versus if they don't. Like even back in the day, crossing the U.S. border to Canada or Mexico was a lot easier. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, now ugh, going yeah. to Canada is like forever and coming back. So both. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. 
thanks for sharing that yeah, wild thanks story. thanks for inviting me. So to wrap up, I always ask my guests what their favorite thing is about traveling. So many things. I think that I tend to be very, I'm always doing stuff if I'm at home and I'm a workaholic and I am just, I always have things, whatever it is, right? And when you're traveling, I really forget about all of those things. So that's really nice that obviously you cannot work even if you bring your computer or your, there's something about it that I'm just really, really always happy and I'm never thinking about any, I'm never worried. So that's really nice. And obviously the food and the people and all of those other things. But I think that just that pleasure of not thinking about your daily life. Yeah, being literally separated from it, not just mentally but geographically you're thousands of miles away potentially and you can't think about it because it just has no place i I truly forget i'm like oh yeah i was supposed to do that (laughs) when you're like coming back like making your list on that plane (laughs) yeah yeah re-entry into your normal life yeah yeah i think that that's one of the my favorite things about traveling Yeah, that's a really good point. I always travel mostly for fun, so I'm lucky in that way because a lot of my friends that travel for part of their work, they maybe don't have as much of that association because it's like when they're traveling and they're also thinking about their day-to-day because it's a part of it. But when you travel mostly for vacation, it's so much easier to just switch it all off. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Hey Globetrotters, thanks for listening to Trinspo, the travel inspiration podcast. If you loved this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. To support the pod and rock some swag while heading out on your next adventure, check out our new merch page at trinspo.com merch. You can always get more of us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and trinspo.com. Thanks for coming along for the journey. 